Hey everyone, a big welcome to the Forge Ahead Show, hosted by me, Nick Elston, inspirational speaker, creator of unique mental health engagement strategies, a transformational speaking coach, and a mentor to have in your corner. The Forge Ahead Show brings you the storytellers, the influencers, the people who have gone from adversity to excitement, forging something better, something beautiful, something powerful. So stay tuned. Dive in and be inspired by today's very special guest. Hey everyone, a big welcome back to the Forger Head Show, Season 2, Episode 11, and I've got another amazing guest to bring you today, Mr. Jack F. Cook. Hey! I've <laughs> asked you this before, what does the F stand for? Have a guess. What do you reckon? That, that, because we know each other, I don't want to go sweary very early on. That's <laughs> <laughs> what a lot of people think it stands Freddy? for, believe me. Freddie? Huh? Freddie? Nope. Frank? Close. Francis? Francis, you got it. I-S. My wife likes to remind me that it could be a little bit effeminate. But it's an IS, so it's a man's name. <laughs> you sound very adamant about that. Anyway, before we get into all that, we kind of digress yeah. in, as the audience will know now, we go down rabbit holes in these conversations, which yes. is why we're, yeah. we don't script, we don't edit even. So if we, if we make mistakes, we make mistakes. It's all good. So Jack F. Cook. So our paths crossed through social media, then through some networking and lots of different things. And then I engaged you to do some work for me back in... Oh, geez, that's years ago now. And you follow me around the Marriott, and it's part of your Beyond uh, the Brand um, kind of campaign you were doing, trying to follow people around, giving the inside track on kind of public profiles, I guess, and people that are out there doing stuff. And that was an amazing thing. I still love to watch that video because uh, you follow me around uh, speaking engagement in the centre of Bristol. Got some great interview footage. And actually, as I'm talking now, you can see that stuff going on as we as we talk. Um, and that's the first time I engaged you. And since then, like everything that these guys can see on my website is all you. And as we go on, uh, we were just chatting before I hit record about the next in-person speaking academy. You're going to be there recording it. So you're a great guy to know. But I know you're not just video. There's a man behind this as well. So first and foremost, tell people kind of like who you are, what you do, where you're from and all that kind of stuff. Think you're on the chase, that kind of thing. Okay, so yeah, quite simply, my, my name's Jack Cook. I'm a videographer. I've been doing it for 20 years. More of a storyteller. I love uh, finding people's stories and turning them into videos. Um, and I now do that for businesses. And uh, my focus at the moment um, is fitness, wellness and sports. Um, I really want to help people, you know, reach out to their audience and make a difference in their communities and wellness, fitness and sports is the way to do it. Um, yeah. So that's me in a nutshell, really. So if you want, if anybody wants business videos, that's, I'm the guy you know, to tap awesome. up and give a shout. <laughs> and I think that's the thing. I think that the commonality, as you said, that uh, my audience here today, the, the, the people that tune into the show, listen on the podcast or watch through YouTube, they're all here because they have a keen interest in mental health, personal development, well-being, and I love the fact that you've actually combined uh, your specialisms and pointing it in a real force for good. Um, but I also know there's a lot of people doing this in a very disingenuous way, using mental health as a sales pitch uh, as opposed to a passion and a cause. 
but I know the man behind this campaign. I know the man behind the business. Uh, would you mind sharing your experiences with us, if that's okay with you? Well, in terms of my own mental health? Yes. Yeah, there's a few your things. Kind of story. So, um, you know, I was a happy child, I suppose. That was start there. There's yeah, no trauma in my life or anything like that. Uh, nothing more than, you know, mis- losing older family members and stuff like that. And nothing really big impactful in my life that was, you know, has is, is brought me down. But um, when it comes to sort of the mental health side of things, why I want to get into be well, and why I want to help people making a difference, like yourself, you know, you, there is a difference being made by yourself, an impactful one, um, is, is I suffer horrendously from, you know, uh, anxiety, panic attacks, all the, you know, all the bits and pieces that come with that, you know, uh, sleepless nights, um, all those bits and pieces that really, you know, sort of just bring you down and make you just worry and overthink and uh, catastrophize. Mm. Um, and I've been a personal trainer. I've been on the other side, but I've been the healthier, healthiest that I've ever been. And that made it worse, if I'm honest. I think there was a, a balance I needed to restore in my life. Um, but, you know, the, the sad thing is, whilst I'm dealing with my mental health and I've got a good support network and, you know, I really looked at my, my body and my mind and everything that was happening with me and what I could do about it, you know, different things I could eat, different ways I could think, mindset, taking time out, all of that really changed everything for me. It's still there, but I'm in control more so than ever. Um, and I'm making better decisions because of it. So, um, I, you know, in recent years, cl- close people and people that I've known of uh, have taken their lives. And, um, you know, men, uh, typically men. Um, and for me, it, that, you know, I've been using video as, you know, a way of making money. Um, I enjoy what I do. It's been a hobby as well. But I had to bring that PT side of it, that what I was going through my own journey I'm just bring it together because I think that what I can do is a small part of a bigger, bigger piece can make a difference. I can support people that are making a difference and you never know, you know, whose life you're changing or, you know, um, what impact you can have on one person, you know, just by maybe making a video with a, a charity or someone like yourself and somebody will watch that and think, I need to make the call. I need to call someone, I need to talk to family members. I don't know what Be Well Media can, you know, the impact it can have. I just hope it can have the impact. Um, you know, because I'll never get any feedback from that, I don't think. But hopefully someone will see something and think, yes, I need to make the call and make a better decision than the one I'm thinking about making. That's it. That's a really interesting point. And thank you so much for sharing that with such kind of uh, candid honesty as well. Um, it's a really interesting point that we don't realize how many people we help really that it's a ripple effect and i think if we're, if we're coming from that from a position of being good in its truest sense then you create good ripples it encourages people to reach out for help it's kind of like people are waiting for permission uh, and you've heard me with my speaking coaching stuff it's the same thing people are waiting for permission to step up and give an opinion or deliver a message or and certainly the that feeling of anxiety and nerves that comes with public speaking it's the same skill set that it would take to be on camera and the same yeah. skill set for the people in front of you when you're recording them. So you must obviously come across in the other sense as well, people that struggle with getting in front of camera. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, it, you, you, you're always selling your soul when you come to, you know, being on stage or being in front of the camera. 
Um, I mean, people are nervous, even if they probably don't have a disposition like mine, my anxiety, there's still an anxiety because, you know, as you know, it's a natural reflex of being a human being. We have anxiety. Um, but, you know, my you know, mind's out of control sometimes and other people might not be. But either way, in that moment, uh, there's a lot of anxiety. And it's because mm. you're, you're selling yourself, you're selling your person. And also you're putting yourself, you're taking off the armor and putting yourself yeah. out there uh, you're worried that somebody's going to attack um (laughs) and yeah and that's that's what video is but you're right yeah absolutely yeah and i think also it's really important because a lot of people will we've had some amazing uh kind of guests on the show this season um especially uh where people have been through like the most horrendous experiences um uh, and that's kind of they found their way through that but Actually, a lot of people are in the same space as, as me and you, that actually we had a great upbringing, a loving upbringing. Nothing really went wrong along the way per se, yeah. but that can stuff still happens along the way which can change how we feel. So sometimes it's important for people to recognise that actually you can have the right environment for success or happiness by your own definition of those terms, um, but yeah. stuff still can go wrong along the way. That's really important to recognise. So thank you for calling that out. The thing that really fascinated me was how you were speaking about your personal trainer days. So you had this fitness, you had this persona, I guess. Um, And then it was kind of like you were saying that your self-belief, your mental health wouldn't keep up with your success at the time. So for me, that's kind of like imposter syndrome. Is that right? It was, it was a bit more, I think, yeah, it's entirely imposter syndrome. You never wanted to be, I never wanted to be the fat personal trainer. I think I was, if I, if I had to give it a headline, that's kind of it. Um, you kind of always felt like you weren't fit enough or you weren't you know, doing well enough or you weren't slim enough um, for me. And maybe that was just my obsessive um, personality at the time. Um, so you did feel like you, you're constantly being judged by everybody. And that's really tough because people look at you and go, wow, this guy's in shape, physically fit, six pack, you know, looks good arms bulging out and you've got to keep appearances up mm. when actually you're just thinking to yourself i shouldn't have had that bag of chips last night i shouldn't have had those beers uh uh you know I, what am i gonna eat tonight should i eat this morning and there was definitely this constant cycle so you've constantly and even if you did eat a mcdonald's all right suddenly you're thinking you know i'm telling my 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 clients they shouldn't be eating this stuff yeah i, I really wanted it today once mm. a month whatever so yeah definitely it was this persona and i wasn't keeping up with it so it's like a pursuit of perfectionism, I guess, that you're trying to always mm. trying to push for something which was just always slightly out of reach. Uh, absolutely. And I just I want to add to that as well. Um, there's this, this story about this and it, it was constantly trying to get to that point and make sure that I was the idol. And people would, wouldn't mind telling you if you put a little bit, you've gone on holiday for two weeks, you've done all you can eat buffet, you know, every morning. <laughs> you come back you're a little bit chubby around the cheeks you know uh swelled a little bit because of the alcohol etc and there was this amazing sicilian family used to come to the gym and they were beautiful people fantastic people lovely but they like their their sons you know chubby meteor so they would congratulate me if i put on weight and they wouldn't mind telling me (laughs) and uh that was hard to keep up with because i just had to smile because they were being nice but uh actually (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not as a personal trainer <laughs> yeah. bless them yeah yeah I, I hope we're all doing well so i think the other uh commonality is that i think we've we've both had very open conversations with each other before about the the kind of the self-employment world um that yeah. i think certainly when it comes to to our kind of anxieties and, and maybe our, our behaviors and how it can make us feel 
uh, and I've been very open on this show before. There's not been a week goes by in recent memory where I wouldn't want to press that big red eject button and go and do something a lot easier, a lot less energy taken, just something simpler. Um, and I think self-employment does that to you because for me, I've always conditioned myself in my corporate career to be the best second in command I can be. So actually, when I broke free from that and became self-employed, it's never come naturally to me, the the, the constant chase of money, of business. And, and even now, where I'm in a fortunate position where I don't have to do those things, that it's still a unique set of pressures, I would say, because people in employment may think, oh, brilliant, he's out there doing his own thing. That must be great. It's just a different set of challenges, isn't it? What's your journey through self-employment been for you? Horrendous. Hate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you for being so honest. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, honestly, it's not. It's not so much the the, the, the being self employed. I literally wake up every day and I make videos. When I was ten years old, I wanted to make videos and films and do all of that. I do it for a living, and people pay me to do that. Sounds amazing. And also, I get to do it from home. You know, now like COVID's happened, I don't even have to get dressed to do it. Amazing. But then, you know, you, you get it's a tough world. One, because, you know, you've still got the overheads, you still got to pay your bills, you still want to go on holiday, um, you want to do all these nice things. And yet, you know, even though you've got a certain cash flow, you're still thinking about when the next paycheck is going to come from. Mm. That's tough. And I've, I've literally, I, I'm, yeah, I've been in tears with my missus just saying, even though nothing's going wrong, my anxiety is, you know, obviously kicks off at you know at the wrong point i'm just like oh my god it's all going belly up and i don't know why i'm doing this i might as well just get a job i might as well just do this that and the other blah 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 blah, blah. and then the next day i'm like they paid that invoice <laughs> so, hey, we're all good now <laughs> and that's that's it the roller coaster but the roller coaster like the way my mind works yeah but um for me it was um but I wouldn't change it. That's a weird thing. I wouldn't change it. I look at thinking about being in employment, not being able to make my own decisions, being told what to do, even if I was making videos, being told what I have to do and not having it as a collaboration, but as a boss and a, you know, an employee, I've, I've, that, that feels worse to me. So I just look at those brighter days and I go to the missus. I say, look, what's, um, you know, I'm having a bad day. And she's like, well, remember last week when it all went good? And I'm like, well, yeah. She goes, well, just think about that because it will go good again. I'm like, all right, thanks. <laughs> Good. That's great advice, actually. Yeah, that is great advice. I mean, I, I think it's actually compounded, really, because there's also important to say there's there's absolutely no shame or, or kind of negativity around being employed either. Um, but I think no. the, the rise oh, sorry, yes, of... Yeah. Now, the rise of the entrepreneur uh, and the it seems to be kind of like the the kind of the feeling maybe it's cultural i don't know where if you're not doing your own thing that's it you're failing at life absolutely not yeah. not at all no i think that causes pressure as well i will i, I would like to put this disclaimer on that there is absolutely yeah you're right there's nothing wrong with me i'm not disparaging people from being employed but for me as a creative i don't think i've I, yeah i've worked in different jobs and it's yeah, you know, that's not where I want to be. Not after all this time as well. But you know, if I had to, I had to. You know, and uh, mm. I'm sure there's a, a job out there that would be amazing for me. But at this point in time, yeah, as a creative, I just want to be in, you know, in charge of my you know things that I do daily. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it comes creativity to. is very personal, isn't it? It's very subjective. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I get that. So the first time I actually met you uh, in real life, in the flesh, to be say, uh, was at Bristol Business Showcase at Ashton Gate. Uh, 
yep. years ago now. And I was delivering a talk down there for uh, for Jamie Brees, the organizer of the event. And um, that's the first time our paths crossed. Now, over the past year, uh, we both work heavily in the event space of what we do. How has the last year looked for you as a videographer in, in lockdown through the pandemic? How, how, has, how has it changed? You've been able to kind of, uh, I know that kind of phrase of shifting and, and hybrid yeah. and everything else and the words yeah. get thrown in. Have you been able to pivot yeah. effectively? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I certainly have. Um, and, you know, it, actually, before I get into this, it's, it's almost one of those things where you don't want to say you've done well because, you know, there's a lot of people you haven't. And I, I empathize with that. And I, I'm, for, I'm fortunate that I you know, spent time positioning myself, uh, uh, you know, but, you know, it could have gone the other way. could have gone horribly wrong. Um, mm. But, yeah, but last year, um, it's actually gone really well as, as a business standpoint um you know for years before preaching to people social media is this thing you should really be using it and they're like well we can network we can shake hands we can actually talk to people you know we can go for a coffee with them brilliant okay covid happens suddenly all of that is off the table and then that's when people came knocking at my doors and you know what can you do i need to be able to be online i need to be present i need to network essentially on these social networks so things just kicked off okay it went from um it went quiet for about three weeks, I think. And I was just like, you know what? You know, problem shared is a problem, you know, halved. And I'm sharing that with sort of 8 billion people across the world. I ain't going to feel too bad about this. Um, and it's probably the first time my anxiety just lowered weirdly. Um, because I was just like, you know, let's just take it in its stride. Whatever will be, will be. Whatever will happen, happen. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, it picked up. And I started doing a lot of remote video. People sending me their footage from Zoom calls, webinars, etc. Going, please chop this up and turn it into a load of content. And that kept me afloat, um, you know, and plus other bits and pieces of uh, retainer work that I've got, uh, I've had for years. So it actually went really well, business way. You know, but then obviously, you know, things fluctuated, you know, everyone went through that. Oh, we're free. Now we're not. Oh, we're free. Mm. And that was probably the biggest turmoil, really. As we went into that and you started to think things are going to pick up again. It's, and then that starts knocking your confidence a little bit in what, what the future holds. But yeah, yeah. but it's been, it's been good. I get that. And I think there's absolutely, I get what you mean, but I think there's absolutely no guilt in saying that you've, you've excelled in terms of the business during lockdown. I think it's testament to to just dedication, I guess, and just kind of just trying yeah. to do, th accepting that how we used to work doesn't work anymore. What can we now do? And I think that that's the reason why that you're thriving now, because let's face it, there's a lot of people that would have either buried their heads in the sand or just thought, I'll, I'll sit this one out and sadly just aren't in business mm -hmm. anymore. Um, so I think you yeah. should actually take that as a massive well done. And there has okay. been a lot of negativity and a lot of bad stuff. And, and again, mm -hmm. like you, even though business has excelled in, in, in most ways, and I've reclaimed 80% of my life, which was spent traveling before, I've had that roller coaster personally over the past year as well, like everybody else. So there's certainly yeah. there's certainly the downsides, but there's also the upsides as well. And I think it's important for us to highlight that too. So um, yeah, yeah, thank you again yeah. for sharing that. I appreciate that. So, okay, when you are not feeling life right now, so say you wake up tomorrow morning, you're not feeling it, you're anxious, what does what do you do to kind of bring yourself back to change your state? I I just realize, you know, you know, out of office perhaps, or I might work, or you know, anything 
I, I really like working. Sometimes I'll just work on my own content. I just like progress. I like to feel progress. But if I'm not feeling like the job today, I'm not feeling like I want to be the boss or anything like that, there's no point in me going to work because my creativity is done. Mm. Um, so I, I tell you what I've been doing, and you're like this, just reading about Bogarts in the covers. Um, <laughs> but reading the Harry Potter books uh, nice. again, like for like fifth time. So um, just escapism, really. Go find something. Go, go watch a movie that I like to watch. Or best bit I've been doing since about November next year is just go for a good long walk, um, and then see how I feel after that. And if the day is a write off, it's going to be a write off. And you know, my out of office goes on, and I'm just yeah, I'll pick it up. I'll pick up the slack somewhere else. But yeah. what's the point? You know, I got to look after myself that. first. This this first at top priority absolutely i agree with that thank you for that and it's a really interesting take because everyone has a different way of dealing with this um everyone's yeah. different everyone is unique so that means the things that may work for you may not work for some, somebody else and vice versa as, as well you mentioned yeah. social media as well now uh when i had uh early in the show i had taz thornton i believe you know or yeah. heard of yeah and yeah. Yeah, Brad Burton. yeah 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 and both of those people that are highly visible on social media, we were having these conversations around social media and anxiety and overwhelm and things like disconnection and stuff. Um, yeah. You as, as, as a man who is highly functioning on social media, highly yeah. out there, highly visible, but also potentially highly anxious at times. Yeah. How is your relationship with social media from a mental health perspective? Uh, I wish that it would all fall apart and we all go live in, woods, in the woods <laughs> and, and forget about any, you know, connect. <laughs> no, I, I love it. It's, it's got it's absolute massive potential. It's brilliant. Um, and it, it can do so much great. It can bring people together. It can really spread your message. And like I said, if, you know, if I was to create a piece of content and it was to change one person's life and make, make them make better decision and make a better decision, then like I'm fulfilled. That's my, my thing. But then you also go on there and you can endlessly scroll. You can waste time on there. Um, and certainly everything looks, you know, sunny for everybody else when you've got a cloudy day. Um, and, you know, that no one's going to, not everyone. I'm glad more people are opening up and certain people in different fields will open up more. Uh, that's fine. People are talking about mental health and whatnot, but you know, people are also, you know, you only ever see like the highlights uh, of people's life. There's 24 hours in a day and you see an hour of uh, somebody's day that they might have done a, a job for someone. And that's what and they are praising themselves. It's brilliant. Everyone should be happy from and fair play and they're making progress. But when you're having a bad day, you're thinking, well, everybody else is doing well and I'm just having a terrible, terrible time. Mm. So my relationship with social media is great. I, yeah, um, but I, you know, if if there was another way, I would I would choose another way. Um, but yeah, Actually, that, I, I, I love it. That's thank you. That, that's a really interesting point. So, when it comes to your business with your business uh, hat on, is that then a case of do you do the professional version of doom scrolling? So, kind of looking at competitors and uh, potential competition and thinking, oh, they're doing really mm -hmm. well, or they appear to be doing really well. I'm not, and and that comparison being a thief of joy, absolutely true. I know Brad has a, a phrase that's called running your own race because the reason why race horses yeah. got blinkers on so they can just run their own race. You can be sucked into that, right? Um, I, so, so for me, I, like, I love that running your own race. I very much don't live for everybody. I don't think I live for everybody else. I know what I do is a little bit different from you know a lot of people. 
we all make videos at the end of the day. That's all it comes down to. But um, you know, different videographers make different things. So I'm not really worried about what other people are doing too much. People got different clientele, and I'm I'm doing all right out of that. But there, you know, you if you are having a bad day and you haven't had a call in, you know, in a couple of days, or you haven't, you know, uh, had, had a video for a week or whatever, and you see somebody's had two in one week, it makes you feel like, blimey, what am I doing wrong? But it's not so much that they're doing well; it's what am I not doing right? Yeah. You know, um, and that's what bo- bothers me the most. So I'm not really worried about my competitors. I, you know, I, 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 I love collaborating with people. and I'm more of a collaborator than I am, you know, a, a businessman that really needs to. You yeah. absolutely are. Yeah, uh, you're definitely uh, a collaborator. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, that works for me. So, yeah, I'm not really worried about what everybody else is doing. I get excited by other people's videos and inspired by them as well. So when I see them go out. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not a professional scroller, really. I look through and I like to communicate. And there's people I like to talk to and comment on their posts and see what they're up to. For me, that's my scrolling. But then I could find myself like 20 minutes later still scrolling. <laughs> and I've almost reached the end of LinkedIn. So <laughs> what's the <laughs> point? Yeah, what have I achieved? <laughs> completed it, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if somebody isn't using video to promote their business or their product or their offering, um, what's the... What would be what would make a good video post for people just to kind of set themselves out in a nice kind of gentle immerse, immersive way? I think um, there's going to be people that are going to go, no, you can't do that. It's horrible, oh, horrendous. But I always think if you do the first video, make it about making your first video because it kind of takes the pressure off. Nice. Because you can get get things wrong, you can be a bit juddery, uh, you can um and ah a little bit, uh, and people will respect the fact that you've actually gone you've taken that step to making a video right so that's that really that's that's the first thing um i i yeah just i'm making my first video i just want to tell you about myself uh this is about me it's about my business um i i hope you'll follow me for more videos i've got to come and you get the encouragement as well people be yay well done brilliant fantastic then you feel better and then you've got to look at strategy thereafter you know what 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 you're going to put out in order to create engagement for yourself and you know uh, and your business Mm, absolutely and you you obviously practice what you preach you're not just behind the camera you also do your own yeah. video content which is amazing i mean i only live on linkedin as these guys know anyway now in terms of a social media channel yeah but watching your videos is really really powerful they're always good they're always Thanks. bright or they're always a standout in my timeline as well so yeah absolutely get that but you've also been uh, obviously shared a stage as well because we i brought you in to speak at one of the speaking academies right. to, to share about your story and your 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 product and the importance yeah. of video as a speaker um, yeah. So for any budding speakers out there, what is the importance of video and videography as a speaker to promote your speaking, budding speaking career? Well, the simple thing is, and I say this with any content, so whether you're in a room or whether you're doing a Zoom webinar or anything like that, um, if you want to do more of that, you need to show people exactly what you can do and what you can achieve. Okay, a photo you know, might, might do it, but a photo and a video video people can see your characteristics doing a gig and you're up in front whether it's a webinar or whether it's actually in person um it's you know, people need to know who you are what you do and yeah a photo can sort of represent that in a way but a photo and a video uh, can be very powerful um because people get to see characteristics they get to see you speak your expertise um and they get you know get to see a genuine person that's up there doing it um and I think that, you know, when you've got a talk that may be 20 minutes, half an hour long, 
you can create so much content. You can actually make sure that you snip out all the bits that, you know, of the, all the expertise bits that you, you do that people would love to see on social media. So you're not just reaching 50 people in a room, let's say, or 500 people in a room. You're actually re reaching potentially thousands of people. And those people could be calling you up for your next gig. And I, I know that you've been great on social media. And every time I look on LinkedIn, you are busy as well. Um, you know, you're always doing your next gig. So for you to be able to use that social media and be out there and creating this content as well, uh, Nick, it just show, it goes to show that you can actually build your business off the back of it. So video is a great way of self-promoting in the best way, which is giving people a visual representation of exactly who you are, what you do, and what your talk is about. Yeah, absolutely. And I've actually found that with, the, with this podcast as well, that people, some people, yes, they like to listen to the podcast when they're on the go or in the office, but also they, some people prefer to watch the video version on YouTube. So um, they find that more engaging. So pe different people soak up information different ways, don't they? Absolutely. Um, and I always say that if you do create a piece of content, uh, sorry, create a webinar or you create yourself, a, you know, um, a, a talk and you get it recorded, transcribe it, turn it into a podcast um, and, of course, break it up into social media content. And you're right. You cover all bases, visual, audio, um, and, you know, people can read it as well. So you're just going to be everywhere and something to everybody. Mm. You talk about transcribing, actually. What's the what's the best way to do that for somebody who's new? To uh, there's all sorts of systems. Um, I'm fortunate. The Adobe system that I use to edit um, just created this new feature. It's in beta at the moment um, where they transcribe your audio for you. You know, you need to go in there and wow. change it about a bit. But my favorite thing to do is rev.com, rev.com. Um, and you can upload it. And they just send you back a transcription. I think it's like 25 cents a minute or something like that. So barely anything. And you get all these, you know, you get a whole block of text back uh, from your talk. And also you get to chop that up and turn it into newsletters. You get to turn it into yeah, uh, emails. Cool. You get to turn it into quotes, you know, social media quotes. Mm. You know, the world's your oyster, really. But. And they can convert Bristolium, which is always the hardest thing to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, believe me. Uh, I don't know if you know, anybody listening, I'm from Bristol. High five, Yeah, it's a struggle, right? <laughs> so what is next for Jack F. Cook? Obviously, you've you've just launched Be Well Media. I say just, it's yep. been a little while ago now, Be Well Media. Uh, what's the future plans for that? What's the end goal that you see? Or what's the, the, the next chapter for that? And um, um, generally you, what's your end game? What you what drives you? So I've got with with Be Well Media in particular, I've got so I've got Beyond the Brand, which is the business side. Anybody wants video content, I also teach and do other content, um, you know, uh, around video for people there. But if you go over to uh, Be Well Media, what I want Be Well Media to be is, um, you know, it, it's a support for wellness, fitness and sports, but emphasis on the wellness side uh, and creating content that will then, you know, drive um, engagement online. Um, and I've got a few big projects coming up, which I'm really excited about. And I'm just hoping to kick off. Um, and but really with Be Well Media, what I want it to be as well with the content and I'm developing a podcast and developing uh, loads of content, um, also a YouTube channel um, around just wellness. And I want the whole Be Well vessel is, is to be a driver for uh, sort of almost a non-taboo way of talking about mental health and maybe people's declining mental health and their mental illness. Um, and I want it to have that impact. And I want to be able to talk about it. I want people to switch on and go, 
wow, there are other people out there that aren't talking about it with sympathy. You know, we don't want to be sympathized, but you know, we've got mental health. Everyone's got mental health. I, I, you know, they'll tune into the channel and they'll feel like, yeah, it's just a normal thing. Maybe I'm down today, but I'll be up tomorrow. Or maybe I need to go and seek help, but I'm not abnormal. That's what I want Be Well to, to represent is a, a community that, you know, ensures that, you know, that people feel normal, even if they've got mental health up or down. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, that's that's the biggest driver. That's what's going to keep me going. Um, uh, and I want it to make have a change. And I'm hoping it will well, essentially come down to it. It will save lives. But, um, yeah, I, I can't be, you know, um, I can't avoid the fact that I do need to make money on the, the video side of it, working with wellness and all of that, because that will help me then implement what I want to implement. Yeah, the last time I checked, the mortgage doesn't get paid on dreams and missions. So we, we do need yeah. to earn an income along the way as well. So as soon as lockdown lifts, what's the first thing you're going to do? As soon as lockdown lifts, I want to go on a holiday. You know, I want to go somewhere warm and sit on the beach. Um, nice. But I, I think it's essentially the, the initial thing I want to do is just actually have a family party, sit around the table with more than six members of my family, and actually talk to people, not through a phone or over Zoom. I start there and then friends and then, you know, uh, everybody else and just be able to just feel normal again, just for beautiful, yeah, you know, for as long as it lasts. I hope, fingers crossed, it will last. Good stuff. Thank you very much, mate. So as I ask all of my guests on here, I am now the MC of O2 Arena. 20,000 people have paid a harder money to come and hear you do your thing, whatever your thing is. I'm just about to call you to the stage and your walk-on music kicks in. The song that motivates you, that lifts you, that changes your state up, what would that track be? It's going to be New Radicals, You Only Get What You Give. Um, Tune, it's good one choice. Of those, yeah, you only get what you give. I um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it was kind of an anthem for my like teens, and I think it might be, help me go wayward. I think there's a few <laughs> during my teens, so uh, I owe a lot to that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> nice one great choice and jack's choice along with everybody else's will be on a playlist available at the end of season two so stay tuned for that motivating playlist it's building up very very nicely so for now jack f cook big round of applause you're a top man thank doing you so good much. things keep on keeping on and thank you so much for sharing with us today Good man, Nick. I appreciate being on here. Thank you so much. Very welcome. Everybody else, you stay tuned for the Forge Ahead Show, Season 2, Episode 12. I have a guest all the way from the US of A. We have Kate Holmes, a financial planning leader, influencer and speaker, an amazing guest. She's going to be sharing her insights and everything she's about with us here on the Forge Ahead Show. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you take care and I'll see you soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's a wrap. A big thank you for tuning in to today's show. Please stay tuned and hit subscribe for future episodes, bringing you amazing guests, sharing amazing content and amazing insights. Really excited to bring you these. The Forge Ahead Show is sponsored by nickelston.com. If you want to connect with me, you can find all the ways possible through the website. If you want to drop me a message, always great to hear from you. But in the meantime, if I don't catch you before, I'll see you at the next episode. And you take care, guys. Cheers now. Bye. Bye-bye.